Welcome to the Weekly Wrap-Up, a production of Maranatha High School in Pasadena, California. Join us each week as our host, Ms. Teresa Peterson and Dr. Joe Chai, recap some really cool stories that showcase the incredible student body here at the school. Let's listen in now. Episode 9. That means, if I'm doing my math right, we've been at this for over two months now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Doesn't really feel like that. It's November. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what else? Uh, it's the first weekend of November coming up. That means daylight savings time ends. Here we go. Now, I was honestly thinking about this this morning. Okay. Fall back. Fall back. Yeah. I was like, wait, this weekend we get an extra hour we of gain sleep. Gain an hour of sleep. Dope. It is. See, I don't know. What are your thoughts on daylight savings? I'm I'm very conflicted about it. I do not want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to change. Like, at all. I just, if I'm going to be made to, I want the fall back part, yeah. not the spring forward. Always. Yeah. The extra sleep will be nice uh, because uh, actually we're we're going on a road trip next week. Road trip. So all the sleep is 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 a positive thing right now. <laughs> that is true. And we'll we'll share a little bit more about the road trip later on yes. in the episode. I'm sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean we're we're coming to you with this episode after what feels like just a jam packed weekend. Truly, a jam packed weekend. It was. I mean, some of us were literally here 12, 13 hours on Saturday. Yes. Um, but it was it was great. It was great. No complaints about that, nope. particularly because we started the day with our annual open house event. And what was wild about that is all the forecasts said we'd have maybe 200 students in, in attendance. We had 357 people here at school, which is a good problem to have. Yep. Um, but boy, it, it felt like a madhouse here. I emerged <laughs> from my classroom to the walkway behind the end zone, just solid yeah. packed with, yeah. with all those 350 some people yeah. like talking to different people at different tables. Yeah, that was really cool. It was great. Yeah. What else though? That was only part, that was only of, part. The, of the jam packed weekend. Yeah. Um, the what made the day long for me in particular and then you know to be fair for a lot of our faculty and staff is as soon as the open house was over our performing arts department they had two more showings of the leaving iowa production um so they had a matinee at two o'clock and a show at 7 p.m that night i went to the 7 p.m show it was so delightful they're so talented oh my god like the I had a, a special affinity for the five awesome kids that mm -hmm. did the podcast last week, yeah. but they're all so funny and watching students become other characters yeah, and yeah. really leaning on the word character <laughs> uh, in this context. And shout out truthfully to the people who made that set happen. Yeah. If yeah. you didn't get to see it, 
they really turned the student center into a theater. Mm-hmm. The the two story heavy black curtains mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that really blocked out all the ambient light. Yeah. And am I saying that right? Yeah. That's right, right? Yeah. And and made it feel like when you went through the curtains you walked into, into an actual a, yeah. theater. There was another uh, uh Maybe it was unintended, but maybe it was intended. Another benefit of that huge pipe and drape, uh, the audio was like a bazillion times better. Because, you know, our young people, as they perform, they're not mic'd. Um, So really, they're just projecting their lines as Mm -hmm. the best they can. Um, But, you know, our student center, just the way it's designed, um, sound just reverberates everywhere so it's not their fault it's just how the building's designed you can't always hear what they're saying that pipe and drape was super super helpful it was beautiful but also allowed you to hear the students more clearly yeah it was a really great experience um but yeah really truly kudos to our cast our crew um all the parents teachers all the parents our fma uh Laurel Peabody in particular for putting together a bang up program. I mean, everyone deserves all the shout outs and praise. Absolutely. Really proud of them. Yep. There's been a couple of athletic uh, news recently. Um, A lot of the news is actually great news, Um, but you are a resident sports fan, (laughs) Miss Teresa P. So um, what are some updates you've heard? Okay. So first of all, um, football. Won their second consecutive uh, league championship. League champs, baby. Whoa, whoa. Um, they went 5-0 and oh in league. They only lost one game all season. Unreal. They have their first round playoff game Friday at 7. Excellent. They're playing against Cantwell Sacred Heart. That's in Montebello. It's at 7. Mm. So everybody should pile into cars and go down there That's and an support the game. guys. Yes, yep, yep. it is an away game. And Montebello's not that far. It's not that far. Yeah. So it's actually not. It could have been a lot farther. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully they'll have a great showing. Um, girls tennis also in playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. They finished in second place in the Olympic League. Wow. Great. So for starters, great. Um, they had their first round match yesterday. Mm-hmm. And... I was talking with our athletic director, Alicia Vesey, yeah. and she said she believed it was actually their best team performance of the season. Hey. They lost, oh. which is a huge bummer, but she said she was really proud of them and that even their demeanor, like no hanging heads or anything because mm. they knew they played really well. They just got outplayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But an awesome season. So proud of them for all that they did. Um, cross country, uh, they just had a great finish uh, in Olympic League finals and had several uh, athletes post personal bests in the finals, which that's a great, if you're going to have a personal best to have it in the finals, it's just icing on the cake. <laughs> but freshman Riley Dunn qualified for the Mount Sac tournament oh, wow. and CIF prelims. As wow. a freshman. So let's go Riley Dunn. That's amazing. I know. Super proud. That's wonderful news. Yeah. I particularly love um, that girl's tennis story because, yeah, it, it's on its face. It's so impressive that our young people advance that far. Um, but hearing you share about their mood and their disposition mm-hmm. when they took the L, it's like 
that's character mm-hmm. to me, you know, and and I think that's what's so inspiring to me about our sports program here. Yeah, we got the accolades, but we also got the character piece mm-hmm. where our coaches are really like investing in our people and saying, win or lose, um, what matters to me is that you become a better human um, and you reflect, you know, Christ um, in really mesmerizing ways. I think that's a huge win. I don't know if our audience, well, of course they can't see us. Uh, we're, <laughs> this is not a video podcast, but. Thank God. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But man, uh, maybe that's a good thing because they don't see, and I feel so bad for you, my talented friend, but they don't see how exhausted you look right now. Uh Can you invite us into your world a little bit? Like, why do you look so beleaguered right now? It shows. Dang it, Dr. Chai, no woman ever wants to be told that they look beleaguered. We might have to have you edit that out. Okay, but... Okay, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. But I'm tired because, okay, we have 134 seniors. I think between Mrs. Fernandez and myself and Mrs. Fernandez being the other counselor who works with seniors. Yeah. We probably had more than 50 of our seniors submit November one applications. Many of them doing early decision applications, which means if you admit me, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Um, Most of them doing early action applications, which just means apply early, find out early. Yeah. But a lot of them doing those applications, which means in part, we write recommendation letters. As counselors, we write letters for every one of our students that needs uh-huh. one. So I think I, I'm over 30 rec letters. I had several, I had three or four who did October 15th and then 27 or 28 that did November 1st. So that's what I've been doing for the last like three weeks is writing basically one page essays talking about the ways in which our students are awesome, which is why even though it's exhausting, it's super fun because I tell the kids in senior sem, we're writing one page hugs. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what I'm trying to do is like say like this is, what all the reasons why you should accept this kid because they're really great yeah yeah and i mean yeah i mean we're kind of like a mid-sized school but um it it really can't be understated just these aren't like templates they're not cookie cutter letters right you're personalizing to a great extent every letter that goes out i i i wish people understood how much work and labor goes into an undertaking like that it's so worth it though um even just on a personal level for me between me and a student like i'll just i wasn't planning on doing this but i'll give you a sample of some of the things that i learned Mm. as a part of the process of gathering information for each student to write a letter about them i learned that Uh, There's a student in our senior class who has gone to several different countries to do service projects. Mm. I learned that one of our seniors' mom was diagnosed with MS last year. Um, I learned that one of our seniors has a chronic 
actually more than one has a chronic disorder that mm. they just deal with and mm. manage every day. One student said he wants to study business because he wants to be a business owner in this community that specifically targets trying to help solve the homeless problem wow. in the area. Wow. And I'm like, you're 17, and but you're, you're thinking about these things mm-hmm. outside of your immediate sphere. So it's totally worth it to learn these things. And uh, anybody who knows me knows I really prioritize context. Mm-hmm. I need more information to understand mm-hmm. what's happening in front of me. And so when I learn about the young man whose mom was diagnosed with MS, all of a sudden, all of the things that I've observed over the last like three years mean something different to me. Right, right. A lot of times they don't talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you ask them, talk to me about a challenge that you've gone through and what you learned through that, these things come out and yeah. it's like, wow, I just I had no way of knowing that. And now everything that I've observed about you means something really different. Like you show up every day, you have a smile on your face, you, yeah. you know, you, you take hard classes and you do all the work. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing when a kid's life is not rocked in that way. Mm-hmm. When they play sports or they do theater and they come to class every day and they do all these things. And then when you throw into the mix that there are real life big issues that they face. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, like that's the part, that's the good part is getting to know that and then being able to just talk to them about it mm-hmm. later. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I applaud you. It's, it's, it's so much work. Um, it's also emotionally tolling. It sounds like, um, I've only seen like a glimpse of what your life was like in the last month when, yeah, uh, a, 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 a former student of mine, um, I have great affection for her. She's going to change the world one day. She asked for a rec letter. She asked me to review an essay of hers and just hearing some of the dynamics in her family life where I'm like, I had no idea Mm -hmm. that you had to navigate this. Mm -hmm. And I am stunned. Mm -hmm. Most people would, if they were dealt a hand like this, they would crumble and just become a statistic. And yet you were able to overcome all this and become this incredibly impressive young person. Um, I don't know. My heart just soars when I, mm-hmm. I think of our seniors mm-hmm. uh, and and college applications time. I mean, it's it's a stressful time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> they get it's stressful for everyone, yeah. but it's really stressful for the seniors. And I'm having to constantly remind myself yeah. to again the context to take a step back, let them have their, you know, they're going to be anxious, they're going to be stressed out, and just try to do whatever you can to yeah. to help them. And you know, even in spite of all that, even in spite of this being an incredibly stressful season for seniors, um, just the fact that, you know, they're able to share and broadcast um, parts of their life that are really important to them uh, and invite others to, you know, witness and, and even give feedback on it. It's, it's cool. It just 
reinforces to me the reality that we got some really special people mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Really special. And then the next really exciting part will be when these kids who applied early start getting responses and they Yeah. And they're That's always fun. Just so excited. Yeah. It's really fun to celebrate with them. Well, you know, I, I wasn't planning to do this, but I mean, I'm, I'm sitting with the expert right now because um, I know um, uh, maybe a certain type of parent will listen to this exchange that we just had and, mm-hmm. and wonder, man, I I don't want to glamorize, you know, um, heartache and pain and, oh, only the students who have been through a strong adversity, no. they're going to go to college. Like, what, what advice would you give to a student or family where, like, who's probably thinking, I feel like... I have a great family life. Mm-hmm. My life is pretty mundane, but I have people who love me. I have, I've had access to great opportunities. Yeah, I don't I don't have those weepy, you know, you know, sob stories that my friends do, but I I feel like I'm deserving uh, of of opportunities too. Like how might you reassure them? Like what do colleges look for? Transparency. Hmm. Uh they will say all the time, if we get an application and it looks like the student is perfect mm-hmm. without blemish, mm-hmm. we know they're not being totally transparent because nobody's yeah. perfect. So I, when kids come and they say, um, you know, my parents are married, we don't have financial problems, everybody's healthy, mm-hmm. I don't have anything good to tell, my response is that's not actually what they're looking for Mm -hmm. they're looking for some experience you've had where you learned something about yourself okay okay i'm thinking of a particular student who has a great very supportive family even extended family great grades top athlete leadership Mm. who is really, really passionate about his favorite sport. Mm. And he suffered a really big injury at a really, really inopportune time last season. And I think it would be safe to say it was heartbreaking for him. But he had to navigate that Mm. and figure out, you know, how am I going to respond to it? Am I going to let it affect everything that I already do that's outside of this? Am I going to let it affect my relationships? How am I going to approach rehab? Mm. And I would say on the outside looking in, what I observed was I'm going to put the same kind of effort into being a teammate and rehab as I did into being on the field. Okay. And his teammates appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back the next season, healthier, stronger, and had a great season. Yeah. But he doesn't have what I think kids would call like the prototypical, you know, sort of heartbreaking yeah. story. Yeah. And he knows he's blessed yeah. by that. But that's, again, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for, oh, you know what? I asked to take AP calculus and then flunked the first test and Mm. realized I'm in over my head. Mm. So I asked to be dropped down to regular calculus and then I worked really, really hard. Or I cheated Mm. and I got caught Mm. and I got 
like my grade was penalized. But I really learned a valuable lesson in the process. And I changed, like what I asked, why did I do it? Mm. Maybe it was because I didn't want to do any of the prep work. Mm -hmm. And then I realized a zero was way worse on my grade than like a 50%. Yeah. But they're afraid to talk about something that they think, quote, makes them look bad. But that's actually, that is the thing that every college rep I've talked to has said. We want them to talk about something that made them look in the mirror and ask a question. Mm. And then how did you answer it? Yeah. Like I made a mistake. This is what I learned in the process. Yeah. Because that shows self-awareness. It shows a coachability. Right. That every teacher wants yeah. is like you're not you don't have to get an A you have to learn mm-hmm. like that's your priority mm-hmm. and then if you get an A in the process great I think those are the things that colleges really put a premium on is and also if you find yourself as a senior and you've never had anything you've bumped up against you're probably not taking enough risks Yeah, yeah. you're probably not trying enough new Mm -hmm. right or okay i'm not gonna skate by as a b student i'm gonna i'm gonna try and then it didn't work maybe and why and what did i learn in the process whatever i mean i could give you know a lot of anecdotal examples. that's already super helpful and i think it's you know if if it's very reassuring Mm -hmm. um this does not have to be the adversity olympics just be honest. <laughs> Just be honest about. I'm adding that to my vernacular <laughs> as well. Just be honest and transparent. I, I think that's great advice, not just for college apps, but for life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what is something that you're working on? This implies that it's okay to be a work in process. Yeah. It gives permission to the person answering the question to say, like, I have kind of a checklist of things that I'm like really trying to get better at. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your expertise and wisdom with us. Um, why don't we book in, uh, this is just kind of turned into a college counseling one-on-one uh, podcast, but you know, again, we exist to spotlight students and there's one student yes. in particular whose story we heard this week. We thought it was cool to share. We probably need to get him in the studio to interview him at some point. A hundred percent. But can you tell us, what did you find out about Sawyer Tarampi? Okay, so when I got the email, it was maybe 10 days out from today. Mm -hmm. And we're actually recording this on the day that Sawyer is starting his, I think, like two-week experience in a slum in Kenya. Yeah. Let's stop and just soak (laughs) that in for a minute. Right. Um, He's doing a camp in Kenya where he works with all these other adults who get kids from the slum into this camp and they provide uh, mentoring for them, specifically boys Mm -hmm. in this context. And they do all the things that we think of when we think of camp. So there's games and activities, there's sermons and worship, and there's one-on-one mentoring. 
Um, he went last year and he's going again. And in the letter that he wrote in support of this trip, he mentioned his excitement and and anticipation of going back and seeing some of the boys that he connected with last year. Yeah. And we obviously prioritize service. Yeah. Um, uh, as a Christian high school, we prioritize serving others. Right. Um, for him to go halfway around the world to a place where there's so much poverty and so much pain Mm. Um, and just be a part of something that I can only imagine how much these kids look forward to the experience of bike riding and rock climbing, which Sawyer mentioned specifically. He was super excited about the rock climbing part. Um, but all these activities and then just learning, learning who Jesus is and that despite their circumstances, Mm-hmm. There is a God that loves them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the objective, it seems from the research that I did, the objective of the local leaders is to keep them from ending up on the streets. Yeah. And that has a generational impact, which I think is 100%. really, really profound. Keeping them off the streets means they're more likely to fill in the blank, yeah. continue to go to school. Uh, get a job because they continued to go to school. Mm-hmm. Getting a job means having a financial stability That's that right. where they're at right now is almost unheard of. And Sawyer is boots on the ground doing the work. See, I love that story for two reasons. One, that Sawyer is um, compelled to do work with this organization that's committed to stemming that tide of young boys in particular, mm-hmm. young boys falling prey to the streets where there's drug trafficking, where there's crime, um, where there's probably unsavory things happening. And, you know, Sawyer wants to be a part of that. And the second reason why I love this story is this isn't his first rodeo. Right. <laughs> he is so moved by this mission that he's this is this his second yeah, time going? Yeah, so yes. this has become like a sustaining thing for him. Mm-hmm. And that's really what um, animates me, gets mm-hmm. me really excited where uh, our young people try new things, going back to college counseling, they try new clubs or they go on service trips. And, you know, it, it's not just, a, well, I crossed that off my checklist. I patted myself on the back. I did a good thing. I'm going back to my life now. But something about this new experience rattles you where it just makes you think I need to do more. Um, one is not enough. I want to be a part of this. And I'm so thrilled that that's been Sawyer's experience. And let's be clear. It's a sacrifice for him because we're in school. So it's not as if he gets excused from all of the things that he is missing, Mm -hmm being gone for two weeks. Mm -hmm. He's gonna have to make up, if he hasn't already, he's gonna have to make up all of the things that he missed. So it comes as a, it comes with a personal sacrifice from him. It's not in the summer, it's not over some vacation that we have, it's during school. And he's, he, he made the decision, this was important enough for me to 
accept that I have to do all of these things outside of the normal context and timeline, which to me makes it just all the more meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. I can't wait to interview him. Yeah. Sawyer, if you're listening, we're going to come find you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, Well, we alluded to this at the beginning of the episode, but you and I were going on a road trip with our boss, Mr. Dan Newkirk. Um, Where are we going next week, Teresa? We're going to a conference, an education conference in Phoenix. We're getting in your car, as I understand (laughs) it, and we're driving to Phoenix. Road tripping. Road trip. (laughs) Um, And we're going to just, I think, learn more about how to offer the best um like really flourishing uh environment for students to learn both learn about all of the sort of general boxes that we need to check math science english all of that but also from a christian worldview yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah um i'm I trust that it's going to be a great week of learning, uh, but also of just, you know, bonding and sharing our dreams for this place. It's, it's going to be exciting. And recording a podcast yeah, yeah. in Phoenix. All right. Well, we'll be in Phoenix for one week. <laughs> we'll see you, all of our listeners, uh, next week from Phoenix. From Phoenix. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us for the weekly wrap-up, a production of Maranatha High School. Maranatha is a Christ-centered, evangelical college preparatory school that celebrates the whole student by equipping hearts and minds to reflect God's glory through academics, as well as the arts, athletics, and service. For more information about Maranatha High School, contact us at info at mhs-hs.org or visit our website at maranathahighschool.com.